Hello and welcome to Tranquil Awakenings with me, Debbie Ison. In today's episode, we are going to be talking about the inner child. So what do I mean by the inner child? What I mean is the childlike parts of ourself that create part of the whole, our whole structure, our whole being, our whole identity. Now, when I'm talking about the inner child, I'm talking about parts. So each of us has one mind. And I'm not talking about separate personalities. I'm talking about the different attributes that make up us. Sometimes, obviously, parts of our mind will need to take control and be very mature or very organized. Some parts of our mind will be there to keep us safe. There will also be parts of us that represent our inner child. Now, when our inner child is happy and healthy and fulfilled, it allows us to be ourselves. It allows us to be spontaneous. It allows us have, to have fun and to interact with others and the world around us in a safe and secure way. However, there are times when our inner child isn't healthy due to things that have happened in the past. Instead, perhaps there has been a painful situation, a trauma, something scary has happened when you've been a child and as a result that inner child feels afraid, alone or is struggling. And in extreme cases, that inner child can become so subdued that it almost completely retreats and hides away. It becomes so separate from the rest of the personality. So in today's episode, we're going to be discussing what we can do to assist the inner child, as well as how to identify when perhaps our inner child needs healing. So when we're working with an individual therapeutically, there will be times when I need to interact with the inner child. And that will quite often be if I'm aware that there's an abuse that's taken place, if the child has gone through a traumatic experience or has been wronged in some way. The inner child's needs at some point haven't been met by their caregivers. And as a consequence, that could mean that they don't feel safe. They don't trust in the world. They don't trust that they're going to be protected and cared for as they should be. So with the work that I do, we help that inner child to heal so that it can be reintegrated with the rest of the individual's identity. So when I'm working with a client and I suspect that there are issues with the inner child, they may be presenting as things like shame or never feeling good enough, feeling unworthy of love and attention. Alternatively, it may be that the client has random outbursts where instead of appearing like a fully composed adult, they cry and sob uncontrollably, they have a temper tantrum or they have a sudden burst of overwhelming anger. These are all little, in, little indicators to me that perhaps the inner child needs some love and attention and healing. So when I'm working with my client in this instance, what I will tend to do is take them into hypnosis. I will use hypnosis in a therapeutic way. And I will do something called parts therapy. 
And what happens is I connect in with the different parts of the person's mind, recognizing that all parts of the mind have been set up and created to help and assist the individual to function in day to day life. They all have their own roles and purposes that allow us to adapt to our environment, to survive and to thrive. And as I call forward each different part of the mind, I will ask that part what it wants, what it needs, what's stopping it from achieving the outcomes that it wants. And by overcoming those, what would it give that individual part? And through this, a negotiation takes place so that the client can achieve their objectives and aims, whilst also allowing each part of them to also meet their aims. Sometimes it's simply explaining to a part that they need to go about achieving their objectives in a, in a different way. Other times it may be that they recognise that the role that they were playing is now obsolete and is no longer needed. Perhaps they're no longer in that safe or vulnerable position. So instead they can take on a whole new role using their skills in a more positive way. So as I'm doing this parts work, I will also connect with the inner child. So as I'm connecting with the inner child, I will be finding out what it wants and what it needs. And also finding where whatever's lacking first originated. So I may be regressing to cause. Other times it may be that instead of using parts therapy, I'm using a regression technique where I've asked the client to go back to the energetic origin, the root cause of where the issue first began. And we find the client in childhood explaining either from a detached perspective from that third position what's going on to the child or sometimes reliving it. Now in that scenario it's absolutely paramount that I help that child to feel safe and supported. So in the case of regression I would get the adult self to go in and communicate with that inner child explaining to them that they're safe and they're loved, giving them all the support and attention that they need, making them feel heard and nurtured. If it's a part that I'm speaking to, I may call upon a different part of the mind to assist with that, or the client as a whole. And so from interacting with the inner child and working out what they need, our objective is to help them to feel safe and secure. Because what tends to happen in the mind when there has been some sort of trauma or neglect, a need, a need that hasn't been met, that part becomes almost frozen in time. It gets stuck in the scenario and the age that it was at, and that keeps playing out on a continuous loop. So even though the threat or danger's passed, that part doesn't recognise that things have moved on. So that inner child may be stuck in a constant loop of fear or terror or anger or frustration. So what we need to do is find a way to meet that inner child's needs so that they can recognise that they no longer need to be stuck in the difficult situations and instead they can grow, that they already have grown, that they're now an adult living a normal life, a functioning life, and that they can now be welcomed in as part of that. It's really important, particularly if we're dealing with any sort of trauma, the mind tends to get frozen on a continuous loop, like a video just playing over and over again. So we take the person from that loop and allow the mind to see that things have moved on and shifted. 
So we rescue the child quite often. I get the adult self to go in and rescue that child so that their needs are being met and so that they are being heard. And from here, remarkable transformations can take place. It can be that from now on, the adult agrees that it's going to listen to and acknowledge that inner child. It's no longer going to be ignored. It's going to be allowed to have fun. It's going to be allowed to play. Or other times, it might be that that child's going to be made to feel safe. The adult recognising they no longer need to rely on the caregivers or people that were meant to protect them because they're always there in that adult form now to look after that inner child. There may be times where people have multiple inner childs at different ages. They may have a two-year-old, a four-year-old, a 15-year-old. However many children are needed that have got stuck or frozen in time. So it may be that we need to go through and collect them all to heal them and to help them so that they can become part of the adult. Now, I've personally gone through this myself at different points in time. I have, I've, with the help of one of my colleagues or doing it myself, gone back and located different parts of my inner child connected in with me at different times in my childhood in my life when I've had a traumatic or difficult experience. I've noted what I've looked like, what I've sounded like, what's been going on. And what that has then allowed me to do is to talk and interact with that inner child to help it to see that it no longer needs to feel that way and that its needs are going to be met and therefore it can feel better. And it's really very, very transformative. When talking with the inner child, sometimes it may be that because nobody was there to protect them or stand up for them, we not only need to provide them with the love and support, we also need to allow them to have a voice whilst they are protected and safe. So if there's been a perpetrator in one of the earlier events within that individual's life, we may look after the inner child and allow that inner child along with the adult self to communicate and interact with that perpetrator to express exactly how they were made to feel to tell that individual what they've done wrong recognizing that they no longer need to carry that baggage that belonged to the other person in the first place allowing them to release it and let it go and by helping the inner child to do this and helping the adult self to do this it can be really very very empowering it can liberate the person to know that they no longer need to be stuck in the past. The idea of inner work, that inner child work being, that over time, that child is fully incorporated and allows the adult to feel happier and better. Quite often when this work is done, there's a lot of tears, there's a lot of emotional release, and I simply see tears as energy in motion. Emotion. So we're wanting to release what's no longer serving the individual and instead bringing them a sense of well-being. I think sometimes the best way to deal with this is to go and see an experienced therapist. This is one of the many techniques I always train my hypnotherapy students in because it is very, very powerful and transformative. There are things, however, you can do to help yourself to connect with your inner child. So it may be that you get yourself into a nice meditative state. It might be that you imagine 
and you connect into that younger version of yourself and talk with them, asking what they want and what they need, asking how they were let down and asking instead how their needs can be met. And you can have a dialogue with them, taking on both different roles so that there can be some sort of satisfactory resolution where you can be looking after and working with that inner child from now on. It may be easier to do this in pictorial form, drawing a picture of that inner child or perhaps you've got a photo of a younger version of yourself and you can speak to that child to tell them what they needed to hear. Another thing that you may need to do is reparent that inner child. It may be that they just didn't have a very good role model. So one example I had was with a client who very regularly had quite extreme emotional outbursts. They were an adult version of a temper tantrum. So what we did is we reparented her. She was shown an example of parents who were volatile, a dad who was angry and aggressive, a mum who couldn't cope with her emotions and would regularly panic, cry, shut off from the world. So as soon as she began to recognise this wasn't her response, it's just she'd never been shown another way, we used the adult self to come on in to reparent and explain that there's a different way to do it, modelling it and demonstrating what would be more appropriate. And as soon as that was done, that allowed the adult to then be better in their relationships and in their reactions within their adult life. Now, it's going to depend on the issue as to how that reparenting needs to take place. But it's remembering to be nurturing, to be caring and loving. It's also acknowledging that you've always done the best that you could with the skills, knowledge and life experience you had available to you at the time. Sometimes it might simply be reframing a set of circumstances. So in my early days of being a hypnotherapist, I had a lady that came to work with me who had put on a large amount of weight. And what had happened, she thought there must be something really traumatic. It wasn't. She had been 10 years old and she had gone to play at her auntie's house. And her auntie gave her and her cousins some chocolate bars to eat. Now her mother turns up and snatches the chocolate bar out of her hand and says, no, you can't have that. You've already had a chocolate bar today. And that 10-year-old version of herself felt so aggrieved, so frustrated and so angry that she'd been denied the treat that everyone else had had. She had thought in her mind at that point, right, no one's ever going to stop me eating what I want when I want again. And then that mindset had become ingrained. And from that day on, she ate excessively. And it had caused her to put weight on and she now had health problems. However, as soon as she recognised from her adult perspective, as a mother of two, that her mum wasn't being unkind, it wasn't any sort of punishment, her mother was actually looking after her, protecting her, keeping her health safe, she could simply let that old pattern and that habit go. So by explaining to her 10-year-old self, the importance of this and the consequence of what would happen if she adopted this unhealthy mindset, the 10-year-old understood and could then let what was a trauma for that 10-year-old go. And from that day, that client was then able to lose the weight 
and become the right weight, shape and size for her body's needs. Other times it may be incorporating and engaging with that inner child in a playful way. So I think as adults, we often lose childlike behavior. We're told that we have got all these responsibilities and that's really great. We're encouraged to grow up from being very young. However, sometimes those stresses and burdens and responsibilities can become so much we forget how to enjoy ourselves and have fun. Or we feel that's something we should no longer do now we've grown up. What I would say is playing and having fun is so important. Allowing ourselves to laugh and be carefree is great for our health. It boosts our entire well-being. So it's taking that time to have a laugh, to be silly, not dangerous, but doing something like going and splashing in puddles, doing a silly dance in the kitchen as you're making some food. It's about being a bit spontaneous, having some sort of fun and letting go of your cares and concerns, even if it's just for a short while. And this is something that I have very much needed to work upon. So my mum describes that as a child, I was always very serious. I was always very concerned about health and safety. I was very aware of dangers. And that carried on all the way through my childhood. And by early adulthood, I had a professional job. I was in a long-term relationship. I had children at a young age. But those responsibilities sometimes weighed me down. So I started to think, how can I improve myself so that I can be a more rounded individual, not only for me, but my children? And as I was watching my children one day, I noticed how they played. And what they were doing is I was in the kitchen making some food and they had found a flannel. Now, what they did with this flannel is they filled it with water and they started throwing it as hard as they could at the bay window. And it would make this great splat sound and it would go and slurp and make funny noises, which they would giggle at. And then it would eventually fall off and they would do it again. Now, my initial adult response would have been to tell them to stop doing it. It was making a mess. I was trying to make dinner. I'd have to clear up. But then I noticed the joy on their face, their expression, their laughter. And I thought, wow, why would I want to squash that out of them when that's going to benefit them so much? So I took the flannel and I joined in and we had an absolute whale of a time. I enjoyed the experience. It allowed me to regain the awe and wonder that's all around us. And from that day, I've made it a priority now to go out and have fun. I sing, I dance, I do different activities and I fully participate and engage with my children, but also my friends. And sometimes people think I'm being a little silly or a little crazy, but it's infectious. It allows other people to be liberated and have fun also. I'm still the sensible adult that I've always been. However, it's added another quality to me that really benefits my health and well-being and my everyday life. So what I would encourage you to do if you're listening to this and thinking there's elements of my childhood that I still need to heal or I've become disconnected from my inner child. Take some steps to reconnect, take some steps to heal and allow yourself to become more childlike in a really positive and wonderful way.
giving yourself the nurture, love and understanding that you've always needed. Whatever you're doing, I hope you have a wonderful day. Take care and bye-bye for now. If you enjoyed this podcast, please make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts. If you are interested in what we do, please go to my website, www.tranquil-awakenings.co.uk. As well as information on the therapies I offer, there is also links to my Past Life Regression Therapists programme and my professional hypnotherapy training programmes. If you are looking for online training for self-development, please go to debbieison.thinkific.com. And also remember to follow me on social media. Simply on Facebook, type in Tranquil Awakenings to find my business page. And I'm also on Instagram. I love hearing from you. Please do send any comments or questions. And if you have any ideas of what you would like me to talk about on future episodes, please do send me a message.